Hello everyone and welcome to episode 31 of Words of Grace podcast. I'm your host as always, Beth Zina. Um, Thanks again for bearing with a missed week or so. I was traveling for the holidays once again um, and then I hosted a New Year's Eve party in our new home. So things have just been crazy the past couple weeks. But it was such a joy and blessing to be able to spend so much time with my friends and family. Um, I even got to see my aunt, which was such a treat. Uh, we talked a lot about how much of an encouragement and joy this little project we've been doing together. Um, how much that has brought us. And uh, she gave me such a sweet gift and a reminder of this effort. So um, it was just such a wonderful reminder of you know all the work we've done. But... I know I probably say this every single episode, but it really has been such a blessing and encouragement to me, and I only hope it has been that way for you as well. Um, So before the holidays, I introduced our newest mini-series titled Walking in the Light, and this week we'll be continuing that series by looking in primarily Ephesians for what Paul has to say about how we should walk and what we need to put on in the process. So without further ado, let's get started. I love to walk. I love to walk especially in the woods. I walk mainly for exercise and quiet time to myself, but sometimes walking the woods on an unknown trail is exciting. You never know what you may find around the bend, and any divergent trail that juts off in a different direction is always irresistible. On these trails, however, I don't walk alone. As exciting as it may be, heading down a wrong path may prove to be dangerous. In Ephesians chapters 4 and 5, Paul uses walking as a metaphor for our spiritual conduct. He speaks of two paths consistently. One is the path of the believers, and the other is the path of unbelievers. He lays out pretty plainly that a believer is not to walk or follow the path of an unbeliever. He also plainly states the conduct that a believer should avoid because of the danger it ensues. So, he explains that the old path is worn out and full of sin, but the new path leads to life and light. Paul explains to us as we walk down this new trail that things we put off are our old ways of sin. We are shedding them like pieces of old clothing. Ironically, the term he uses means just that. While we are walking, we are discarding our old conducts like old clothes. We are literally laying them down and casting them aside like breadcrumbs and marking our way. The only difference is we should not be looking to find our way back. Instead, we should be treading forward looking for brand new clothes to put on along the way. We put on a new character, one like Christ. We have laid aside our old garments in exchange for Christ's garments, those that are bright, clean, and new. The New Living Translation puts it this way in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. All who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. Isn't that beautiful? I don't know how it could be more plainly stated. In Ephesians, Paul gets even more specific and identifies the new clothes we are to put on during our walk. He tells us to walk in truth, love, generosity, mercy, kindness, forgiveness, purity, thankfulness, and wisdom. That is a closet full of new clothes. It's almost enough to make those who are putting them on into new men. Paul concludes with these final words of encouragement with this thought. I urge you, brethren, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is found in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. 
I love how he saves the best for last. In changing our clothing, we are walking worthily, not haughtily or arrogantly, but in a way that is fitting of a child of God, a way that is fitting to honor the one who gave it all, a way that brings glory to his name. Consider how you are walking today, and walk in a way that makes God proud to call you his child. I know it's not always easy to consider our conduct in such a way. God knows that too. So many earthly obstacles creep in and obstruct our path. At times, it is even difficult to consistently stay on the road. And when difficulty surrounds us, we may think man is our enemy causing us to stray. But I assure you, it is not. The enemy is not flesh and blood, but the devil himself, who is continually on the prowl seeking someone to devour. We are called to fight the devil, but sometimes we wonder, how is that even possible? The good news is that it is possible because God has not left us defenseless. We are not alone. In order for us to walk consistently, victoriously, and firmly against Satan's schemes, the Lord has empowered us with a host of heavenly armor. All we have to do is put it on. I love the analogy of fighting a battle because in a real sense, we are in spiritual warfare every day. We are in the midst of a great battle for our souls, and the only way to overcome and be victorious is to fight, as it says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, by the strength of the Lord and the power of His might. We need to fight with this conviction. Paul puts it this way, speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. He says, But as for you, O man of God, flee sinful things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called. I love the concept of taking hold of eternal life. I feel confident that Paul is not telling Timothy to just lightly grip his eternal future, but rather to take hold and hang on for dear life. When we fight against evil with the Lord, we will be victorious. When we walk armored in Christ, we will overcome. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul identifies this powerful armor and encourages us to arm ourselves in preparation for battle. He says in verses 13 through 17, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Once we are shod, protected, and prepared, we can engage the enemy with confidence, fight with strength, and overcome the enemy. We can stand firm, even if we stand alone in the world, because God stands with us. I urge you to take hold of your eternal future and fight the good fight. The battle is still waging. Through Christ, we will overcome. Through Christ, we will be victorious. As I was preparing this lesson, for days, the hymn, O Church Arise was going through my head because it so beautifully and truthfully states our need for the armor that God supplies and the reward waiting for those who faithfully fight the battle. I hope you can all bear with me as I close with the verses of this hymn. O Church Arise and put your armor on. Hear the call of Christ our Captain. For now the weak can say that they are strong in the strength that God has given. With shield of faith and belt of truth, we'll stand against the devil's lies. An army bold whose battle cry is love, reaching out to those in darkness. Our call to war, 
to love the captive soul, but to rage against the captor. And with the sword that makes the wounded whole, we will fight with faith and valor. When faced with trials on every side, we know the outcome is secure, and Christ will have the prize for which he died, an inheritance of nations. Come, see the cross where love and mercy meet, as the Son of God is stricken. Then see his foes lie crushed beneath his feet, for the conqueror has risen. And as the stone is rolled away, and Christ emerges from the grave, this victory march continues till the day every eye and heart shall see him. So, Spirit, come, put strength in every stride, give grace for every hurdle, that we may run with faith to win the prize of a servant good and faithful. As saints of old still line the way, retelling triumphs of his grace, we hear their calls and hunger for the day when with Christ we stand in glory. These are such powerful words, and they just give me chills every time. So thank you so much for letting me read that, and I hope um, those lyrics were um, a good way to close and were an encouragement to you. So yeah, that's all I have for today. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Words of Grace podcast. Um, I look forward to sharing this with you all and um if you don't already you can find us on facebook um, by searching words of grace podcast and there you'll be able to be up to date when we um post new episodes and you can also um, send us any messages or questions you may have by writing on a wall um and until next week i hope you guys have a great week and um I'll be talking at you then. Bye.